Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast, where each week we belly up to the bar with a new guest, find out what they do, who they are, and what makes them great. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. I forgot to actually bring us back. <laughs> Off day at the bar, folks. We're never here on a Thursday, but here we are on a Thursday night. We're bellied up to the bar, but we're going to talk about a subject tonight. You're probably all thinking like, well, why? Because you just never know when shit's going to happen. So you got to be ready. You got to be set. You got to be prepared. So we're talking about being prepared. This was actually um, the first, if you go back to my first show that I ever did where I thought I knew what I was doing and I didn't, but my guest was amazing. And we had, uh, I can't remember her first, first name and she's awesome. Rogue prep, the rogue preparedness, rogue prep. I can't remember her name. Oh, you had rogue on had rogue. She was my I'm following rogue. Guest. Oh no. <laughs> first ever guest. She is awesome. I she's amazing. She's she, amazing. Let's just lower the bar then. Let's just, if Rogue was the first one, we'll just lower the bar a little bit. Oh, oh you're not on Rogue you. level? <laughs> Casey, you ain't on Rogue level? So I we, had no idea. I had I had no idea. See, you can tell when people didn't go back. and See, we're going to put, put Mr. Casey on the spot. So we've got with us today a man. He's got his own website. He's got his own YouTube channel. And i am always been a big believer in, in prepping, in the idea of prepping, because I think too many of us have this. We we watched all the, um, what is it? Uh, Doomsday Prepper shows, and we've watched the Build a Bunker shows. And here's you know here's your score. And our experts say that you've got a six month survival ability. <laughs> you need to go ahead and work on this, that, and the other thing. And then the guy's like, "Go listen here. I do not believe anything you have said." I believe that my preps are perfectly fine, and this is all going to work out so good for my family. <laughs> I, I, we've watched them. I love those shows, but I love prepping. So with us today is Casey of, and I didn't. Even, I learned how to say this word today: Cascadia Dispatch, based on, and he'll. We can get into that piece too. The Cascadia, what was it? Impact it's zone, a subduction zone, earthquake. So and that's what started the whole thing. It's about much more than that, but that's what that's what kicked it off. So so welcome to the bar there, Casey. Thanks for having me. Thursday, it's like a happy hour. It, it is like, it's like Thursday, happy Thursday or whatever it is. There you it's go. A special Thursday. occasion. So we don't never do these, but as always, before we get started, folks, we gotta gotta do our house cleaning here at the bar. As I fixed my mic, I was playing with it earlier. I gotta fix this a little bit. Uh we've bellied up to the bar with, with Casey today at we got to do the house cleaning. So as always, sticker and a cause over my right shoulder. We've got the board. If you've got a, a podcast, you've got a, a prepper group that you belong to. You're uh, the, uh, the what is it? The I can't remember. The, the Star Wars group, 51st, 551st or whatever it is. You know, anything that you're into, another organization, hit me up. You know, our Facebook, the Above the Bar podcast, our Twitter, at Above the Bar for our Instagram, the above the bar podcast, and our email is the above the bar podcast at gmail.com. Send me a message. Let me know what you got. I'll give you an address to send it to. 
Uh, it won't be one of these like crazy deals where you have to send it to my black ops purchaser who then contacts someone else and then gets it sent to me. So the government never knows I got your sticker. You can just send it to me. We're good. We'll be perfectly fine. I, I know we work some- with black ops. Black ops or gray ops. Nothing, no, nothing else. No, this Casey, I know a guy like that. I know that guy. I worked with that guy. Yeah. Who would buy things and would not buy them directly because he didn't want the government to know that he purchased it. So he had like a third party buyer who would then send it to him. And I was always like, uh, isn't that illegal? Yeah, there's a level of tinfoil involved in that whole process that oh. I just can't, I just, I don't have time for. You you and me both. And the other side to this, folks, is as always, we got to talk about our sponsor. If, if you feel like your media is not prepped enough and, and can't, can't hold up to the uh, apocalypse or a snowstorm or whatever it is you need, make sure you contact Media by Dibs, your connection for all things media, from logos to marketing campaigns. Uh, flyers. He can make you a flyer where to find your preps. He can create you a map map of it. Uh, make your ideas a reality. Mention the phrase belly up to the bar for 10% off your first order and for a free consultation. So that's a little bit of everything. So Casey, tell everybody about what is Cascadia Dispatch. What is Cascadia Dispatch and why are we here and why do we care? Uh, so Cascadia Dispatch, I put the tagline on it, prepping for non-preppers. And, and the reason that I did that, um, is a lot of, about five or six years ago, um, I read the article about the Cascadia subduction zone earthquake, which nobody talked about. Everyone was focused on the San Andreas fault, the big one. I live in Oregon. So Oregon, Washington, California, you basically grow up waiting for the big one to just annihilate everything. And it's all about San Andreas and the rock and all the things. Anyway, uh, so about five or six years ago, there was an article that came out on the real big one. And no one was really talking about it. And it's the Cascadia subduction zone earthquake, which is an area off the Pacific where two major plates come together, uh, tectonic plates come together. And every so often, about every, I don't know, it's 300, 700 years, something like that there is usually a rip in that that plate and it's a pretty reliably large earthquake. And the last one happened and I want to say like the 1700s or something. So nobody was really uh, writing it down and they can look at right. kind of the, the sentiment and stuff to see it. But we're about 150 years overdue for the on average time that these earthquakes hit. And they usually register between like a 9.2 and a, a 9.8 depending on now how much they go. I'm on the East Coast. Yep. So put that on per, in perspective to us. Oh, look at that. Dibs is here. That's our media. Hey, Dibs from, has made it. Dibs made it. That's what's important yeah. to me. Uh, so, so put that number 9.2 in perspective to, like I'm on the East Coast. Yeah. That really, yep. I, I know it from other things. Like if you told me, hey, it's Cat 4, I know what that means. Yeah. I'm on the East Coast. Yep. All right. So let's let's talk like hurricane similar destruction levels. Right. So similar destruction level, you're looking at a cat five plus in a hurricane situation. If if it rips the way that it is, that it, that it could, 
Um, and part of it is, you know, they talk about if it's a partial rip and it goes basically from northern, from Southern California up uh, and stops about Northern California, that'll be one level. If it's a full rip and it goes from California all the way up into Canada, then it's a whole different ballgame. Um, but it's it's basically total destruction of most things west of the Cascade mountain range. Um, so you're looking at, and, and part of the thing is like when you had the big hurricanes, uh, hurricanes last year and the year before, and, and we had, you know, Puerto Rico got wiped out at the same oh, time yeah. that, that Texas and Louisiana got wiped out. And, and you had, you know, cities on the coast that were damaged and destroyed and you had people coming in and all that sort of stuff. This would be take out Seattle, take out Portland, take out LA, take out Sacramento, take out San Francisco, take them all out. Uh, now when you say take it out, time. like, like tidal wave, take it out or just their buildings aren't built to, to sustain this. So it's going to do massive damage, like world series, San Francisco kind of damage. So I want to say world series, San Francisco was a seven or an eight. And, and the way the Richter scale works is it's orders of magnitude 10. So it's not a seven. And the difference between a seven and an eight is not, you went from seven to eight. It's, basically a hundred to a thousand you're jumping so an eight to a nine a nine is 10 times more powerful than an eight um holy shit and so you're talking nine twos nine eight you're, you're getting up there the buildings are not meant for to, to sustain it they're they're starting to try to retrofit some buildings to to manage it yeah but how do you but, even i mean you're you're oh yeah it's like a put a band-aid on a sucking chest wound that's just it's a it's a huge it would be a huge undertaking um a lot of the bridges and infrastructure are not designed be a lot of it's because the the recency bias you know the thing with the east coast and hurricanes is hurricanes come every year so you yeah, we remember know. that earthquakes come but usually they're five sixes on the west coast and they shake a little bit and sometimes they break a little something but right. there hasn't really been a 9.0 earthquake in a hundred years. I, I, I want to say the San Francisco, the big San Francisco earthquake, I think From was like a nine. early 1900s one. Exactly. So there aren't really people that are remembering and saying, Hey, I remember when all the buildings came down. Right. Like that's not a thing. And the last time that this happened, you know, there wasn't TV and internet and all that stuff. It was hundreds of years ago. So um, people aren't really thinking about it. They're thinking about an earthquake in the context of, fives and sixes that we get, you know, regularly, they're not thinking of nines. And so things like bridges get built and they aren't, they aren't sustained. Like we're talking about infrastructure and a lot of infrastructure. Well, conversations. With that. Yeah. The, the, the bridges are not meant to do that. Well, a lot of utility lines run on bridges across rivers. So most of the utilities, for example, in Portland, they run over the bridges because there's a river that runs through the middle of Portland. So even if the buildings stay up, the bridges are going to come down, which is going to cut the utility lines basically to the, to the West side of, of the Portland area wow. and, and, and Oregon. Um, you've got similar situations in California. You've got similar situations in, in Washington. Um, and so there, you're going to have a, a tsunami effect uh, on the coast. So, they, they talk about, you know, depending on how big it is and everything, you may have 10 minutes, you may have 15 minutes, you may have 20 minutes, uh, but the tsunami is coming and it's taken everything out. 
uh, there will not be anything for the most part outside of the tsunami evacuation zones uh, on most of the coastline. Um, it'll just be, it'll be gone. Cheap real um, estate. I mean, I mean, pick up some cheap real estate. Yeah. 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 I mean, my wife is always like, Hey, let's go to the beach. And I was like for the day. Sure. For like a long period of time. No, not so much. Um, and you know, it's fun to visit and everything, but like, I always now make sure that like, we know where the evacuation zones are. We know where the car is. We know like, if we heard a siren, like how far it is to run. Um, because it, it, there's just no, there is nothing to to save you really on the coast. Um, what was the one that the the big tsunami uh, about five ten years ago? In was it Thailand or? Yep. And, yeah, I, mean, I think it was it was Thailand or Vietnam or something. It was it was Southeast Asia, um, yes. maybe in Malaysia. Um, but there have been a couple big ones over there. And if you've never seen what these are like so folks this isn't like oh look there's a wave off to the side we could see that that's that's so pretty no this thing just shows up as a as a singular wall of moving water it's not a cresting wave it just gets there and keeps pushing forward and then when it finally ends the rip current that comes back with it drags everything out to sea yeah they are they are you want to talk about force of nature they are forces of wager. Water does not care. It is just going to barrel through everything. Um, so, I mean, think about, you know, when we talk about hurricanes and floods and things, and you watch cars, you know, going down rivers because there was a lot of rain. This is the ocean. This is a big part of the ocean. It's just going to come in and, and leave. Be a Sharknado. Yeah, exactly. Will be a Sharknado. You will. That would be, that would almost be preferable to this. <laughs> um, so, so that's an issue. And then, you've got a lot of major cities that are built right in the valley in, you know, I five corridor style. All of that is going to be just rocked. Um, the buildings will come down, infrastructure will come down. Um, you'll have houses and things that will still be standing uh, because they're built maybe to better code and that sort of thing. But all of the underlying infrastructure, power lines, water lines, um, gas lines, all of that, will likely be ruptured, um, yeah. especially in Oregon. We have all of our utilities for the most part underground. Um, it avoids, you know, rain and it avoids storms and that sort of thing. But if you got an earthquake, well, you've just sheared all of your, your gas lines and water lines and all of that. So it's kind of a race right now to um, harden the infrastructure so that at least some of those systems would work if this were to occur. Um, so yeah, so that's the so that's the Cascadia earthquake. So I, I read about that and I'm in my my normal day job, I'm a marketing analyst. So I work with numbers and trends and patterns all day long. And when I was reading the article, I don't subscribe to, you know, I'm gonna worry about asteroids, I'm gonna worry about UFOs, I'm gonna like like I often say, like, we're a tinfoil free hat zone at Cascadia Dispatch. Like <laughs> it's it's prepping, it's hundred percent tinfoil free, except for what you put in your, you know, go bag or whatever. Um you just can't prepare for everything. Right. Uh, but this has a repeatable pattern. Um, there's thousands of years. It. Yeah, there's thousands of years. This has happened multiple times and it happens at a regular interval. Um, and so the likelihood that it's going to happen again, it's not a matter of if it's when and it's overdue by averages. So it becomes very um, tangible uh, as a, as a, um, as a threat. So, I realized I grew up and I had never gone camping. I am not an outdoorsman. I I am not a I've woefully unprepared. 
um, and uh, realized what I was, was traveling. That, what was that feeling like when you were like, yeah, like it is. Uh, like I'm it getting is, eaten. I'm getting eaten in the first couple hours here. Yeah, it was not good. It was not good. And and for me, as a as a researcher, as an analyst, as a strategic person in general, um, I was like, okay, we we've got to fix this immediately. There's the immediate fix, and then there's the better fix. Um, and so I remember calling my wife. I sent the article to my wife, and as I was driving back from Seattle because I was up for for business and realized that. I was going to be doing this and the bridges would go out. And if this happened, I'd have to walk home yeah. and my family had nothing, you know, to protect them and all of that sort of stuff. There were no, we didn't have sleeping bags. We didn't have tents. We had nothing. Uh, we came home and the next day I made my first trip. I think we went to Dick's Sporting Goods first. And then I made my first visit to Cabela's. Yeah, um, man land. And, and all of a sudden, real fast, my favorite, my favorite store went from Best Buy to Cabela's real fast. Is Cabela's um, not the most amazing place? It's fantastic. It's and fantastic. You have if you haven't been to it yet, you have to go to the Cabela's in Hamburg, Pennsylvania. I I will put that on the list. I have I have not been to Hamburg, Pennsylvania, but if I ever go there, I will I will definitely check it out. Casey, let me explain this to you real quick. I'll let you keep going. Yeah. I used to go past this thing all the time. When I was in the Marine Corps, I was a I was in charge of a recruiting command. A recruiting uh, station that was my territory, and we drive past this empty field, and the only thing that was up there was one gas station with a Burger King, and around the corner there was like a private school, and this big ass cornfield. Cabela's came and bought that bitch. <laughs> there's hotels there. There's McDonald's <laughs> there. There's like an entire community popped up. Because this thing showed up and that one, I don't know about any of the other ones, but that one has the white tail trophy room oh. that has every single American white tail trophy, uh, some real and some reproduction antlers in it. Oh, wow. Like shit that you're like this, <laughs> like the there's one called the popcorn buck and all mm -hmm. over it. Instead of it being normal tines, it's like looks like popcorn had exploded all over his tines and there's oh, wow. another one called the knife handle every single time uh time is exactly the same height all that's the way incredible uh just it's wow so go ahead so you got that's to go to cabela's you you yeah. fell in love because it's an amazing place and you it's fantastic ours has like a, a whole fish aquarium thing yep. with like salmon and stuff in it because yep. you know we're west coast it's what we do um so yeah so it, so it was basically run out and just it was buy stuff. It was, we need sleeping bags. We need tent. We need, if this thing happened tonight, what would we need? Um, like I said, we didn't go camping. We had none of these things. Um, and then I started researching and, uh, I like to say that I tried to go to the bottom of the internet. I try to do that frequently. Um, where there's something that, that, uh, I, I just research everything I can find. Oh, okay. Um, I thought like, yeah. that was like some underground, like marketing thing. Like, well, if you go to this location, this is a special website just for us extra internet people. No, 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 no. It, it, you got like the dark web and that sort of stuff. But this is more of, of you know, we refer to it as going to the bottom of the internet because it's it's normally somebody will say, oh, I need this. And they Google it. And the first result is what they go with. And that's, that's what they have. Uh, for me, it was weeks and weeks and months of just Googling and researching and YouTube videos and trying to talk to friends and find sites that people didn't know about and, and what were all the tips and tricks and things. And it's, you know, you initially roll, roll out and you think, okay, there's a checklist. 
I'm going to get these 10 things and I will be prepared. Right. And what you slowly realize, well, not slowly, you quickly realize is this is a never ending thing. Um, you can never be fully prepared. You can just be better prepared than you were yesterday. Um, and so we ended up going out, we got some stuff and then it was, you know, okay, we have family nearby. What do we need for them? What, what do we need food wise? What are options? We have, uh, my son has a bunch of food allergies. Okay. We can't have regular freeze dried food. We got to have other freeze dried food. What does that look like? Um, and as I was doing this, um, and people who had known me for years were like, why, why are you getting a tent? Why do you have a GPS? What, <laughs> I, when I went camping for the first time and put that on Facebook, people I went to high school with were like, are you having, like, are you having a stroke? Did you like, is something horribly wrong? Is this your midlife crisis? Like, what is, what is happening? Um, Did you and I, and I would, oh my God. yeah, they were like, what is going, cause I was at like, for me growing up, like roughing it was like, we would go to a hotel and there was like no remote control and like the, the room service stopped at like 10 o'clock. Like that was as roughing it as I ever wanted to get. Uh, camping, like out in nature, like, no, 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 we can go for a hike and then we can go back to the Marriott. Like that's the thing. Uh, so when I said I'm going camping for the first time, the number of people who had wanted to go camping and offered to go camping and begged me to go camping through the years were just dumbfounded. Um, and so I basically was like, hey, I read this thing, it changed my mind. And it was basically, once you had, once I read that thing, my filter on life had changed forever. Um, and it has just continued to be that. It's kind of like, you know, I liken it to, you know, when I had kids, when I got married, like there are just moments in your life where it's not even where you recognize it. It's just life has changed and things were different. But there was the before time and the now time. <laughs> Um, pre-article and post-article. Exactly, exactly. Pre-kids, post-kids, pre-wife, post-wife, pre-article, post-article. Um, and so then it just became, you know, friends would start to ask me because they were like, well, if you're doing this, should we be doing it? And I was like, yes, you should be doing it. And here is what you would do. And the website came out of trying to come up with a way to communicate this to people who I knew so I didn't have to say it over and over and over and over again. It's like, okay, hey, I've looked at this. Here's what you need to go get. Go get that. Um, and then the YouTube channel came out of that because I had people who were reading it. And for me, it actually took longer to type the articles than it did to make a video because it was doing the same thing. Um, and so then I, I started the YouTube channel out of out of all of that. So it's it's designed to be prepping for people who are not into camo and you know, not hiding in the woods. Like, you know, we're not wearing tinfoil hats. It's that your neighbor, it's the person down the street. Uh, you know, I, a lot of people have prepping channels and they have all kinds of amazing backgrounds. It is not by accident that I have, you know, Legos. I'm about to say you have an place. amazing Lego collection. Yes. Behind you that I was already spying. I was like, oh, there's Stormtrooper, yeah. Darth Vader. It can't be. You that can't be too like... intimidated by Legos. The, the, I mean, like the guy who has all the Legos can't be that scary. Um, and so that's that's part of it. Is, you got is, the sneaker. You got is that the Adidas sneaker? No, 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 no. That's actually um, a limited. I think it was limited edition. Um, University of Oregon Nike trainer that they came out with. See, um, I knew that there was a sneaker. Like I was already spying it. I was like, yeah, got all kinds of cool because we've definitely had like plenty of collectors and other like we geek out pretty good 
yeah, that was the uh, University of Oregon represented right there uh, next to a picture of my wife and I when uh, we, we were at a wedding. So it's kind of that's kind of like the 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 reminiscing thing. And then it's just Legos all over everywhere else. I see the Iron Man, the Boba Fett. Yeah. Was... And then what's what's been fun is actually uh, the community kind of jumped in the Lego thing. I had a couple of Legos. I had the Millennium Falcon. I had the, the Shield. Oh, Avengers, OK. And the Death Star. And, and a bunch of people in the comments of my video started commenting about them. And so I was like, all right, let's let's go. And so now every couple of months, I run a poll on the channel to say, okay, what should we change the theme out to? Uh, so we oh, just nice. had Harry Potter uh, for a few months, and then they opted for science. So now we've got the fossils oh, and the space fun. shuttle and, um, and all of that. And then uh, my kids get to build them all. So uh they're excited because i you know well, daddy orders I, crazy legos and they get to build them all well that was something i was going to say is you know as, yep. as i'm listening to you and you're and you're talking about these things you know we were talking earlier i, I double booked it was my own fault just you know everyone wants to come you're to a busy barber. guy it happens it happens um but we were talking like hey how about you know are you available nope can't do it friday going to see the new eternals movie with the kids and i was like this isn't your average prepper. You know, no. we we talked about our first ever episode. We had Rogue One. She's amazing, but she is hardcore. When I met her, she was living in the High Plains Desert in Arizona, and I didn't even pick up on it till probably a month or so ago. She's now in uh, Alaska. Yep. With yep. the kids. And I'm like. And the milk chickens. If you ever, if you ever talk to her again, ask her about the milk chickens. I'll have to ask her about milk. I, I did have to tell her about the garlic because she was she was planting garlic and she was a little late. I do garlic. I plant about a hundred bulbs a year. Yeah, um, and I plant garlic, and she was like just starting to put it in the ground, and it was after it was either on the thirty first or just after, and I was like the soil looked great. It was like as black as night the yep. soil, but all I could think to myself was, "You are a little late getting that in." Like December, like October 31st is the last day you want to put it in the ground and you want yeah. to make it sure it's before the ground is frozen. Oh, yeah. And then you pull it out uh, 4th of July, right around yeah. then. But I was thinking about this with you and I was like, my man is like, he's a geek like me. Oh, yeah. But but at the same time, and I, I tell this to people <laughs> all the time, they're like, my wife and I, I, I would call us preppers like you are. Yeah. So I've got Two different go bags. Yep. I've got, you know, <coughs> plenty of small arms, you mm -hmm. know, right, uh, long guns, but smaller stuff. Yep. If I really, really had to go that far. But we have, I have a generator. And I tell people all the time, you're a prepper. And they're like, no, I'm not. I'm like, yes, you are. They're like, no, I'm not. I'm like, then you're telling me if I walked into your home right now, you have one roll of toilet paper. You have one can of food. You have nothing else in your cabinets but a singular for that day. And that's the end of it. And they're like, well, no, then you prep for the week and for other meals and to get yourself ready in case you needed to do something. They're like, yep. They're like, what, what? I'm like, you're a freaking prepper. That's what <laughs> humans do. Just some people go to a little bit more extreme. They're like couponers. Exactly. It, it depends on the duration and the reason, you know, the eventuality of what you're prepping for. And I think a lot of times, people hear about preppers and it's okay it's in the woods and it's the apocalypse and zombies and yes. everything else and it's like 
I talk a lot more about, uh, you know, there's snowstorms and blackouts and job loss. And there's a lot of things that are going to happen that are way more frequent and common than an asteroid or an earthquake or a hurricane or something. But if you've prepared for that big kind of next level natural disaster in your area, then likely you will be okay when the smaller things come. Um, If you're prepping for an earthquake and you're preparing to have a few weeks without power, when there's a snowstorm like we had last year, and, you know, a lot of the area, a lot of Portland was out of power because it was an ice storm that nobody foresaw. Um, you have batteries and generators and food and every like you're covered and it's not as big of a deal. Um, everybody runs out and goes and tries to get everything and it causes an extra shortage, which when you had COVID shortages to begin with, like, right. OK, now you're now you're doubly short. Uh, so, you know, that's one of those things that. Uh, I often tell people too, like when they're saying, what gear should I get? I'm like, well, do you go camping? Yeah, we go camping. You're 80% of the way there. You have shelter and fire and cooking materials and all that sort of stuff. You know, you can add some other things to it, but you have, you could bug in, you could bug out as far, you know, sleep on your driveway or something. Like you've got options. You don't need tons and tons more gear. And I think, you know, now this is what I'm, I'm curious of, and I love your approach to it. Um, it's, you know, you don't need the, uh, you don't need to buy a decommissioned Marine Corps five ton that you've somehow built the back of it into a shelter combat zone with, uh, you know, shooting sites and all this, Hey, you know, power's going to go out, you know, the Cascadia, uh, I keep wanting to call it impact zone, but it's yeah, uh, exactly. I mean, it'll be an impact. It'll be all the, of the things. <laughs> the Cas- Cascadia subterfuge zone. Yeah, uh, but I, I'm going to so remember it at some point. But you know, an event like that happens. That's the type of event that all of the country will, you know, head that direction. Yep you 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 need to be able to make it three to five days. You, you need to be able to. You know, our plan is. We need to be here for two weeks to a month. Okay. Um, to to you know that depending on because one of the things that we saw it in action is when the hurricane hit Louisiana and Houston, and it hit a third city. I don't remember which one it was. It may have been Puerto Rico. It may have been that trifecta. May have been another one. Um, but FEMA was coming out and saying we're out of stuff. We are stretched. We have no budget. We are stretched. If anything else happens, we have a problem. Well, that's Seattle, LA, Portland. Before you get to San Francisco, Sacramento, Eugene, Tacoma, Olympia, I mean, you've got a scale there of people and cities that's going to be larger than anything. And so people will come. 23 million people. People will come, but you're not talking about it hit one city and a couple of suburbs. You're, it took, it's taken out a whole side of the country. So you need to be able to, get out of, you know, be there, let everything settle and then figure out how to get evacuated somewhere else because Chicago is going to be fine. Like Chicago, Boston, Boise, Idaho. Like, I mean, you just need to get on the other side of the mountains and there will be space in the Midwest. Exactly. There will be plenty of places to be. um, If you have earthquake insurance, which I strongly recommend that people get. um, Is that a thing? Yes. 
Yes. Uh, it's, it is not inexpensive. It's not super expensive. Um, and what it does is it will cover, you know, usually the deductible is 10 to 15% of the damage of your house or whatever. So if you get a little bit of damage, it's probably not going to cover it and you're going to eat the cost. Right. If your house is flattened, you're going to get money for that, but your homeowner's insurance will not cover an earthquake. So if you have an earthquake, you don't, it's kind of like flood insurance and hurricane insurance. Um, most home insurance doesn't cover big natural disasters. They cover like fire flood insurance out here. Yeah. And, and so, uh, but what it also covers is things like living expenses for a year. So if your home is damaged and you can't live in it, even if you don't replace it, you can still get living expenses, for example, you know, a hotel or an apartment or something for 12 to 18 months or something, depending on what your policy has. And all the policies are different and, and talk to your insurance agent. But our policy gives us some money for living expenses. It gives us some money for food. It gives us some money for clothing and supplies. Like if things are totally gone, like we have some money to go kind of get started somewhere. Gotcha. Um, See, I didn't even know that was a thing. I mean, that's, yeah. it's just, I, one of the things that's interesting about, about this for me is you're on the left coast. Yep. I, yep. I'm out on the East coast. Yep. Grew up on the East coast, lived here, you know, even when I was in the Marine Corps, spent most of my time on the East coast or, or in Florida, a little bit out on the West, but it's very different what even your, your thoughts are. So like for me, it's, Hey, you know, we get one of these crazy snowstorms that starts snapping, uh, power lines we've got nothing you know we need to be prepared in that way um like i'm putting the money away now i want to switch out uh our fireplaces to propane yeah so that if something were to ever happen i can go ahead and turn on the propane fireplace we're good no big deal yeah you know, whereas if it snaps and the power's done that that's that's an all bad but that's an example. If you have a generator at your house, you're a prepper. Yep. You're yep. prepping we the just shelter got, in place. Last year, we just got a whole house generator. Oh, uh, the Generac? Yes. Yes. I want we got one. the 22 KW Generac. Runs on natural gas. It's fantastic. Oh, you suck even more now. Yeah. <laughs> Casey, you suck. Like, so we don't have natural gas where I'm at. So yeah. my, my thoughts are, there's it's around us, but just where we live. Um, we're back off the road and there's just not here. So I was like, ah, I'd rather have the natural gas one and just get a propane one yeah. to run off of. And we'll just run that. But I want to say I'm, and, and, and to me, that's, that's still prepping, but it's shelter in place prepping. Yeah. And for us, we did it because the earthquake, if the earthquake happens, the natural gas lines are toast. The generator is worthless. Okay. But more likely there'll be a snowstorm. Portland, Oregon in general is not necessarily designed to deal with lots of snow and cold. Um, Portland specifically is not. And okay. so when we get a little bit of snow, a little bit of ice, schools close, like it's, it's a nightmare. It's but like when you get like a real ice storm, like we got last, you know, every five or six years, we get a really good ice snowstorm. Um, and it takes out power and, and every, you know, three or four days without power. So if, if you're in that situation, natural gas will make a difference. Um, there's also a lot of more strain on the grid system. And you've seen it in California with the rolling blackouts and things like that. Well, similar things are being discussed happening 
in Oregon and Portland, and then possibly up to Seattle and Washington. So if that happens, it's more likely that we're going to get a rolling blackout than we will, you know, an earthquake. But in that case, natural gas will be totally fine. Yeah, you're fine. Um, and we won't be we won't be affected by it. Um, we looked at solar, um, doing like a whole house solar thing. The batteries still are just prohibitively expensive in Oregon to do that. In California, where you've got sun all the time and everything like, okay, that maybe makes a little more sense. Um, Oregon's still kind of pushing it um, to, to make that balance out with, with the natural gas. So, um, we have a, a gasoline generator. So in case there's an earthquake, we can switch to that and run that a little bit. Um, I've got a few hundred watt, uh, solar panels that we can put on the lawn and get that. And again, it's not going to power the whole house. It's not going to solve all of our problems, but it could get us the two to four weeks that we need to just get somewhere else where we're, where we're set. Get you far, get you far enough. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I, and this is you know, and, and these are things that we're talking about it in the sense of disastrous things that could happen. But go to the next neighborhood barbecue, and I promise you, as the dads gather around the temple of the barbecue. Yeah. They will have this conversation where somebody's like, "Hey, you see, I just picked up a new generator. Look at that over there. That's see that right there. That's a Generac twenty two hundred running off of natural gas. I run the whole fucking neighborhood with that thing. You like that thing? That's beautiful, huh? You ain't got one like that. Your, yeah. your wife's got them fake kaboobies in there, but I got a generator. You can't do nothing. You'll float on that. You like that's conversations that are happening. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 interesting too because you get into there are a lot of things that that enter into that conversation. The newest gadgets, the newest, you know, I got, you know, well, I got a GPS. Well, I got a satellite GPS. Well, I got a satellite GPS that is a messaging capability. Like, oh. you know, there's you know, I all of those my sons were I wish one of my sons were down here. I would mm-hmm. like to show you my radio, my yeah. weather radio. My weather radio, I I've got two. I've got a little red, red cross. Oh, yep. The crank. The little crank. Yep. I have one that we purchased at a yard sale that still works. That takes, uh, what's the bigger batteries? It's C's (laughs) or D's? D's. D's. Takes 2D batteries and is straight up uh, military grade, water seal, clamped closed. Oh, wow. Antenna. It's in my, like, I have a safe room. I don't give a shit. That's fantastic. Uh, I've, I've thought about turning our crawl space into a safe room. <laughs> it, well, it, mine was more accidental. It was, it was more to uh, protect. I, I have collectibles Yep. and all my hunting stuff from, and my, and my firearms from my children. I don't want them to get into that room. I don't want any issues. And as it was being put together, when our basement was being done, it, it was kind of like, you know, the shit just became a safe room and we're yeah. all like, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it did. Didn't it? Right. Like, yeah. yeah. That just you happened. Just put the, the access ports in and made it a bunker and called it a day. Like, like, Oh, I've and that's you. Now I don't, you look younger than me. That doesn't say much though. Um, <laughs> but one of the greatest things growing up as a kid, and I've always found this so fascinating is when people are like, yeah, I bought this house and in the backyard, there was a bunker. Yes. Or, and I, I was always like, I want a bunker. Yeah. I, I've thought about it. I'm like, 
before COVID, Connex boxes were super cheap. Oh, yeah. And you could just like dig them. And just remember, if you're going to do that, folks, you put them in upside down. And yep. then so that there's they hold better. Don't ask me why I know these things. I just know these things. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely have thought about it. So getting into the prepper gear, though. So some of the stuff yep. we're talking about is there. Like you said, your your site, uh, CascadiaDispatch.com. You have the YouTube yep. channel, Cascadia Dispatch. And Cascadia is for all of us that are really getting into prepping, it's Charlie Alpha Sierra, Charlie Alpha Delta <laughs> India Alpha Delta India Sierra Papa Alpha Tango Charlie Hotel. Um, this brings me back to my ham radio class. <laughs> See, look at that. Uh, and then there's somebody told me the other day, I never knew there was a different, like, so there's the military phonetic alphabet, and there's like another one. Like, a, I think so. And I think I've said, seen a couple of different ones. That's the only, there is no other one. That's the only one. Yeah. People. There's only one. It's just, don't, don't give me the, I love it when I say Sierra to people and they're like, so it's at, it's C. <laughs> That's when you just hang up the ham radio. You're just like, like, no, we're done. It's like, wow. We're done. Mm, I didn't know. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's definitely here one of those kind of things. So what is something that you you know, as people are getting into the prepping piece and you're, they're reaching out to you, they're watching the YouTube channel and all that. Is there, there's plenty of things we can always say, like my son and I, and I'll get you into a debate that my 25 year old and I just had recently, uh, which I think is a very good debate, but is there any um, prepper gear that you hear people that they're like, so I just went out and I bought fill in the blank. And you're like, why, why, why would you (laughs) Where did you see that this was a good idea? And they're like, oh, I, I saw it on, you know, an infomercial. On YouTube. Or YouTube. Or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> on YouTube or something. You know, is there anything out there from that standpoint that where you're like, don't buy this? This is a horrible idea. Yeah. So there are, I don't know that there are things that I would say, if somebody is, especially someone's get just starting. You know, there are things that I would recommend. There are things that I think are are better priorities than others. Um, if you think getting something and you have a creative, you have a reason to have it. I think a lot of times people will say, oh, I got this, you know, I got a GPS, I got a Garmin Explorer Plus uh, GPS system with satellite. It's got satellite text messaging. And people are like, why would you have that? And I was like, well, because our family is close. And if the phone lines go down, we can use the satellite to communicate and at least let everyone know where to rendezvous. And we can still communicate with our, uh, our uh, out of state contact. And they're like, but that's really expensive. And I was like, well, that's why I got the text messaging and not the sat phone because it's less expensive per month. But for me, it's insurance. It's, you know, it's a cost. Some people might think it's crazy and we'll just walk and it'll be fine. Um, so I think to everyone, there is a certain personal spin that they're going to put on their preparations. Um, what is most important to them? What is makes them feel the most comfortable? Those sorts of things. Come there on, are things that I have. Thing. What's the ridiculous thing, Casey? Don't don't get. Oh, there's many. There's many hear ridiculous you, things. I want to hear I, the one that you were like, <laughs> why? Why? You're concerned about flooding, so you bought candles. Explain yeah, this. Exactly. <laughs> um. So I'll tell you some of mine, a lot of mine have come from, from buying something, thinking it was a good idea, trying it out, learning about it, and then being like this, I wish I had done, not done that. Like, 
um, like one of the things was I I got a I got a Forerunner for a car a few years ago, and I wanted to get one because I wanted the off road capability and all of that. I had to figure out how to make the finances of it make sense, and then because I was working, I was able to get it part of the business, and it made a whole lot more sense. But I decided I was going to get new wheels because I liked them and I thought they were cool. I had a whole plan for like all the things I was going to get a second battery. I was going to get a lift kit. I was going to get bumpers and all these sorts of things. But first off I got the roof rack and I got, I got wheels and I wished I, if I could go back and talk, like don't get the wheels, get, get the bumper, get the lift kit. Don't get the wheels. The wheels were not, cause now I'm like, when am I going to buy, when am I going to get the other? Can't afford nothing else. Cause the yeah, wheels. Exactly. I was like, why did I do that? Um, the other things were things like, uh, we needed to store water. And so, uh, I had, I got aquatainers and everyone talks about aquatainers and you see them now what's in everywhere. Uh, so there are these cubes, um, for holding water. They're bright, they're dark blue. They sell them at Dick's Sporting Goods. They sell them at, at, uh, agricultural stores. They sell them at Cabela's. They sell them everywhere. Um, and they're meant to have water and you can unscrew the top and it has a faucet on the end of it. They're really handy. They're seven gallons. So if you're staying home, like, okay, that's fine. You can put it on your side, but if you want to leave the thing, I think water is seven, seven or eight pounds, pounds per gallon pounds per gallon. Yeah. So it's a 50 pound thing of water that you're moving, which is not easy to do and you know it may not be easy for some adults it's sure not easy for you know kids or anything like that before so you're not a, dragging that around yeah and it's and it's big and it's hard to clean and it's hard to maintain so uh i have since switched to more uh things like for at home our hot water heater uh i got ibc totes i got the 275 gallon ibc totes so we can we can store a lot of water. Um, I got um, five gallon, the five gallon drinking containers that you would put like in an office water oh, yeah. cooler thing. So you can get a pump on Amazon and you get the five gallon containers and you put a pump on it and then you can pump water out. Um, and it makes it like a water faucet, but it's five gallons. It's not seven. It's a little easier to move. It's more standardized with other things. Um, you can get a three gallon version. You can get a one gallon version. So you have a lot more flexibility with that um, than you do with these gigantic, heavy aquatainers. Um, so that's one of the things I got. Uh, another thing was I got this epoxy pen that I saw. I don't remember if I saw it on TikTok or YouTube or Facebook or Instagram, but I saw it somewhere and I was like, oh my goodness, this is the coolest thing. Uh, you know, you've got duct tape and all these other things. This thing can actually seal stuff. It's fantastic. So I ordered it. It, made it came. I told I told some of my friends. I was like, "Oh my goodness, I got this thing. It's this epoxy pen. It's amazing." And they were like, "It is garbage." <laughs> I was like, "What do you mean?" They're like, "Yeah, we saw the same thing like two years ago, and it has been in a drawer because it does not work. It doesn't cure. It doesn't hold. It's garbage." And I was like, "Well, that's great. That's fantastic." So that's the one right there then. That I think that was one, you know, there's lots of them that you come up with that you find and you're like, it seems like a good idea at the time. And then it just isn't, you know, and it's for some of them I've gotten like, uh, like I love Leathermans. So I have a bunch yep. of different Leathermans, you know, 
I wouldn't say that the ones that I don't use anymore aren't guy. good. I'm a knife guy. You like, like yes. <laughs> look, I've got three of them within reach of me at any, and I don't even think about it. Like two of these are sitting in me. I always have one in my pocket. To me, carrying a knife in my pocket is like, you know, our parents used to say you always carry a lighter in your pocket. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like when I was getting, so I had never, I had never in my life owned a pocket knife really? until. Three or four years ago. I had like a Swiss Army knife like when I was a kid because that was a thing you did. Right. But like I I was never a knife guy and I, I never had a knife. So I had to go out and I was like, oh, my goodness. Everybody says I have to have knives. So let's go get some. Um, And I got some. I got some that were on sale. I got some all over the place. What I realized is you need to know what you like. I like the thumb hole, you know, oh, with, with a flip out. Yeah. I don't like the 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 where there's the post. And it yeah, see, I out. like, see, I like the, see, I, that's funny you would say that. So I like the post. Yep. And I need, I like assisted open. Yep. Yep. And I like to have the control because for me, I don't, I don't use knives a whole lot. So there's still a bit of hesitation for me. So I want to, you know, be feeling like I'm in control of it. Yeah, so, like, you know, I wish that I hadn't gotten the post knife because I don't use it at all. It sits in a thing. Uh, I wish I had a lot more of the other ones. But, you know, so those are, I think, the things, you know, you can see a lot of the, like, freeze-dried food stuff where it's like, oh, my goodness, we're getting freeze-dried food. We're getting buckets of it. And it's like, okay, well, did you actually read what was included in it? Because a third of it, for the most part, is the orange drink and the dessert that you're not going to eat or, you know. So what was the point of that? But it counts on the cost. Well, they just changed um, the name of the one company. I used, I've got some of their stuff. The, uh, well, um, because with a W, it used to be in Wise. Name. Wise. And now it's got a new name to it. It's like Everwise. Like they, yeah, they, like, um, they got real creative. They were like, hold on. Look, Wise dude, is a problem. Got, I, I got, do you have one of these? What, is that a belt? No, it's a bracelet. Oh, very cool. I mean, I, I have mean, a, I have a bracelet like that. I, it does not have the, it does not have the buckle that yours has. Um, but I have some bracelets like that, but see, so I, I love, see Casey, you and I could have this conversation all day and there's some definitely some other, what you got plans. You got somewhere to go tonight. I don't, but I'm just saying like, this is the kind of like conversations. Like I love getting into this conversation. Um, I have a son who's 25 and I wouldn't say he, he's a, he's about a stone's throw from a tin hat. I love it. He's about mm-hmm. a stone's throw, but he's really good with looking into stuff. He's a good researcher. Problem yeah. is, is he gets caught in some of the rabbit holes that are yeah. out there. And, you know, some I agree with him. Everything is there. We 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 announced who the new big baddie is, and uh, they are the new big baddie. If you can't figure it out, mm-hmm. um, they control everything. It, they control everything Japan used to control when I was a kid. Oh, it just, it just moved to the other side of that uh, that waterway. Now they mm-hmm. own everything. <laughs> and if you if you don't think so, go look into it and go research. Like that's a legitimate one. You research mm-hmm. and you go, yeah. hey, the Chinese government owns like fourteen or fifteen of the major world ports. Um, they own. They had nothing. They like their gross domestic product wasn't even like anything impressive until. The Clintons got into office and they brought them onto the world stage. 
and that's how all their why they're work. That's why we have the problems we have now. If you like look into it, it's like ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You're like, so my son gets caught into that one, but he yeah. like gets way deep into it, like way <laughs> deep. And I'm like, not everything was them. Most of it today is, but not yeah. everything. So we did have this interesting conversation. So I don't know Oregon laws. Yep. I don't know what your firearm laws are. Yep. I do know you have a tropical rainforest in Oregon, though. You do have a rainforest. Do we? Oregon has a rainforest. Yes, absolutely. You have a rainforest. It wouldn't surprise me. But it's not a tro- well, it's not I- tropical because it's not up here. But the you guys have that. Um, there was even a TV show where the guy like lived out there uh, for a while. In Oregon, you have a rainforest. You have like one of the largest rainforests in the world is in Oregon. Really? Yeah. I, I mean, it rains a lot, and we have forests. Yeah, like I did yes, not know it. that we had a rainforest. Um, let's see if I can, if if Dibs can get to it before I can, because I know he's still still watching. Uh, Oregon, rain. Oh, you guys are playing Ohio State this weekend. Uh, no, we're playing Washington. We already played Ohio State and beat oh. them, and yeah, now or, we're Oregon now we're ranked fourth. Yeah, the valley, the Valley of Giants. I have no idea where that is. Uh, it says the Valley of Giants covers 51 acres, and you'll find it about it's about 31 miles east of Lincoln City. The stunning. Uh, oh, it's in the like it's on the coast. Yep, the stunning little temperature rainforest gets about 180 inches of rain every year, and it's full of towering western hemlocks and Douglas firs. Oh wow! All right, well that's cool. I mean, so, coming over the the coast, it's always kind of cloudy and misty and everything. But I there never there was a rainforest. There you go. The things um, you learn from people who aren't from Oregon. That's fantastic. That's <laughs> um, but so we were talking, my son and I, and one of the things that came up was right firearm to oh. during it. And I said, you know, and we weren't talking like, I need to protect my home. No one's yeah. getting into here. I'm like, look, I'm not worried about that shit. I have things for that, you know, not concerned. I have two cats. Yeah. I mean, give me a break. Um <laughs> but we were talking from a from like a sustaining food uh, hunting standpoint, and he was like, you know, he really was like that. I think the twenty gauge shotgun mm-hmm. uh, makes more sense. You know, you can buy a rifled uh, slug for that. You can buy small shot for it. It's not gonna you're not gonna run out as much because not as many people are gonna buy a twenty gauge. Everybody thinks they need the twelve gauge pump. They yeah. need that thing where we talked about it. And I said, I said, son, I, I still believe in, you know, for that aspect, the 22 or the 17. And we both had good reasonings. And, and what it came down to, I know where, where I kind of stood with both of them. You know, one of them, I was like, if I'm staying home, that one makes more sense. If I've got to travel, this other one makes, makes more sense. Do you get into the firearm side of it, or is it kind of like, man, I'm going all, I'm going Daryl Dixon, all about the crossbow. I like landmines. All about it, fucking. Yeah. I just put landmines everywhere. everywhere. Exactly. Yeah, we have like a wetlands behind our house, just landmines, and then you know, it's it's coyotes, it's ducks, it might be kids. I don't know. Whatever happens, happens. Um, for entertainment purposes only, we do not. Have a wetlands behind our house. Anyway, um, but so landmines. Yeah, <laughs> not have a wetlands behind my house. But we so I will say, I have. I grew up without firearms as part of my world. Um, that was not something I grew up with. It was not something I even came in contact with. Um, it was. This is part of the evolution. As we're talking about camping, 
when we have that other conversation, I mean, whoever's head had not exploded because I went camping. When we had the other conversation, absolutely heads exploded. Um, but I have friends who are NRA instructors and oh, ex-military nice. and that sort of stuff. And so for me, it has always been just like with everything. You know, I always think that a lot of people want to be the smartest person in the room, even though they don't know what they're talking about. They just right. want to be the smartest person. And sometimes being the smartest person in the room is knowing who the smartest person in the room is. Um, and so I've I've gone to those people and said, okay, this is the these are the scenarios. What do I need to do? What do we need? What does it look like? What's training? What's safety? What's all of those things? Fill it in. Um, and they're the ones that spend all the time testing and doing all that right. sort of stuff. I, I don't, we don't, I don't talk about it really on my channel. Um, because it's just not a thing that it, it, it's one of those things that because it can be uh emotionally involved for people, tends to put people off if you're trying to be as as Urban Prepper and I refer to ourselves like prepping for beginners. It's the Fisher price of prepping. It's the my first prepper. It's it's that sort my of my little thing. prepper. Yeah, exactly. Like uh, a my lot of times when prepper, I would I would go to a I <laughs> I go to a, a channel for prepping and they would be talking about food preparation and they'd pull out 18 guns behind themselves and you're like I I was curious about your canning process. I don't I don't what where what happened here? This is a different thing. Um and so, you know, for my channel, I always try to just like, it's an unspoken thing that certain people ask me privately, separately, and yeah. I'll talk to them about it. But it's not something I talk about on the channel because it's it becomes a thing. Um, and I'd rather people hear the everything else and then go find their friend that does that than look to me for that sort of thing. And I'm not in any way qualified to speak uh, in any sort of expert way on that subject um i Answer my question yeah we have i have i Answer have my question casey i have people that i talk to and Answer those my people question. answer my question <laughs> settle the debate between me and my kid i told you landmines landmines is landmines right. you know rpg something betties. like that there are bouncing know? betties and toe poppers everywhere look if, if you could hunt a deer with a 22 or a you know what to do something you know again look i've said i'm not an expert right. and you look I at me like i'm me. silly I, so, here, so here's you, you could use like a rifle and then you're like okay that takes the deer down if you use an rpg it's already cooked this the, you're i'm not just lying. saying i'm about to you're not wrong it's already jerky you can yep. carry it everywhere at that point. <laughs> you're not wrong well because our conversation kind of my son was like hey the 20 gauge shotgun we were just talking about it. i was like that's great if i'm staying home yep like it's a perfect thing. Like if a situation dictates we're gonna stay in one location, I'm gonna walk out in the backwoods because we live on three acres and we have another large piece behind us. Hey, you know that's fine. But if I know I've got to like hike out, yeah, twenty rounds of twenty gauge weighs a heck of a lot more than fifty rounds of that twenty two that I can knock down squirrels and rabbits. Oh yeah. Yeah. 22. I, I I mean, even, you know, when there were shortages of things, you could at least usually find some 22, you could find shotgun ammo. I found that way more easy oh, at places than I could any sort of rifle ammo, anything. Oh, yeah. Um, but you could get a whole lot more 22 ammo when you were buying it than you could anything else. 
Well, so, everyone thinks that they're going to be sniping people off of their roof. Stay away from my stuff. I'm going to snipe everyone off my roof. No, you're not. Yeah. No, you're I, not. I subscribe to the yellow jacket theory um, when it comes to that. So there's there's the gray man theory, which is, okay, you want to blend in and you want, you know, you want everybody to, you know, to just not even see you. Okay. And I think that's a great strategy. And in a lot of ways, I, I am fully on that. And in certain situations, I prefer the yellow jacket theory which is yellow jackets and other animals have bright colors on their bodies to let predators and other animals know that they are not tasty, <laughs> that they are not fun and everything else. So in that situation, I want to look like I could snipe someone from across the way. I don't want to, I don't plan to, but if someone is walking down the street thinking, oh, I am looking for food, I want them to look at our house and I want them to look at another house and I want them to think that that other house is probably the better option than our house. So that explains um, the 10 foot fencing with barbed wire, uh, double, double fence that you sent me the picture of out front. Exactly. Of exactly. Yes. Which was yes. very odd in a, in a residential prefab community. To you, have know, you, would, you don't, you don't see that at the home Depot, it's but you can normal. order it online. I mean, it's there. It's an option for you. <laughs> that's so great. Um, but yeah, I think that's, you know, and a lot of the, the, the people that I talk to, you know, it's, it's about deterrent. It's right. some people want to go out and they just want to, in the apocalypse, we're going, you know, I'm, I'm taking your stuff. Like, I just want you to leave me alone and right. I want to go somewhere else. Well, um, that's the other side to it is let's be honest here, folks. You've watched a lot of movies. Yeah. Uh, March 20th told us everything. You bitches ain't ready. You're not prepared. <laughs> You're scared. I went to BJ's. My wife and I were like, well, we got plenty of stuff at the house. But I will go pick up some extra stuff just in case. You know, we normally buy fresh vegetables and we have a garden outside. But we'll pick up some canned stuff just in case, you know, things happen. Yep. Standing in the BJ's line. That looked like something post uh, Second World War Germany trying to, you know, get a meal. I'm like, what is going on here? Shelves just like ransacked. And that's my, why uh, I yeah, my, my first videos that really like, I mean, I've been doing my channel for a few months. And then the first COVID case in the U.S. was in Oregon. And I and, and oh, was started, that the nursing home was in Oregon. Yep. Yep, it was in well, there was there was a nursing home in Washington, and there was also a nursing home in Oregon, I think. Okay. A, a teacher. And uh the hospital that they went to was about two miles from our house. Um it 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 it's it's by the Chipotle that we go to all the time. So um the, the teacher was at one of the local elementary schools. It, there was a whole, I think it was. It was a teacher, I don't know if it was PE teacher or not, but it was some sort of a teacher with one of the local school districts. And uh, it became everywhere. And what I started to see was people posting that were out starting to post the lines on Facebook. Oh, people yeah. People starting to back up people. And so I was like, well, I'm just going to go see what it looks like. We're, we're good on food, um, but I'm just going to go see what it looks like. And that's when I started posting videos of walking through the stores and the empty. Sh and that's what, that's what, you know, I went from couple hundred subscribers to 3000 subscribers to 5000 subscribers like off of those 
videos and the, and the follow-up videos and some of that. Um, so that really kind of kickstarted. So if you can, if you can find a pandemic and you want to start a YouTube channel, <laughs> like that's your thing. Um, so it, that, and then that was the like, okay, now we have to stay ahead of the horde. We have to stay ahead of the people who are out there trying to, so what do we have? Um, and I have a, a PDF, you know, on my website and stuff. That's kind of this inventory uh, assessment, just designed for people who don't have anything or don't know where they start. Where are you? What should you get? What are you trying to do? It just organizes your thoughts a little bit. Um, and we went through it and it was kind of an, an exercise of if we have to quarantine for two weeks, if we have, if the kids get it and then we get it, we're quarantined for four weeks. Like, do we have enough food to do that? Cause at that point, nobody knew like, right. Could you even go out of your house? Um, so we went to the, I went to the grocery store and we filled in all the slots and I've made a new kind of version of it. That's going to come out in, in a couple of weeks. That's a lot more in depth. And it's based off of everything that we did kind of in that time period that I wish I was, you know, I was writing stuff down and taking notes and things. And so we, we did that. Um, but the, the empty shelves were crazy. And then it was, well, the children's medicine is, is selling out everywhere. So I would get on the Target app and and reserve things at multiple stores because I just didn't know, you know, right. I knew I could get to one store, but before it would sell out, I could have the the drive up people pull the orders at the other stores in case by the time I got to one, it was sold out, Ooh. I would have one purchase. Um, and then I would cancel whatever I didn't want so other people could have it. Well, that's but, the whole other thing right there is, yeah. you know, you know, prepping, you still have to be a human. Uh, you're you're not going to be the uh, Ferengi on uh, Star Trek who owns everything black market and you're going to make a living off of it as the world comes crumbling. Guess what, folks? If I know anything about people, I just was having this conversation with my financial planner. When I was a kid, I can remember when the Dow hit 10,000. It was like <laughs> the Dow hit 10,000. It's never been this high. And everybody's like, this is amazing. This is incredible. And then we had like a crash, you know, we had the crash in 07. Yeah. The world's coming to an end. We're in poverty, food lines. The world's it's coming over. to an end. It's over. Everybody just check out. We're done. We're done. It's like 22,000 or something like that now. It's 30. It was 36,000. Was it? Yeah. It tells, today. tells you how much it paid attention. It's 36,000. So in... In the time of my life from being in high school and it hitting 10,000 in the early 90s to now, it is more than tripled. Guess what, people? Rich people don't ever want to be poor. <laughs> Guess what they don't want you to do? They don't want you to stop working because then they can't be rich anymore. So <laughs> some of this stuff, like I agree with Casey. You got like four weeks, I think is genius. If you can have four weeks of stores, be able to stay in your home for four weeks, you've got a backup plan for four weeks. That's genius to me. Yeah. And, and I think some of it too, when you talk about like, there's a lot of like prepping versus hoarding. Yeah. Stocking up versus hoarding. And a lot of people, you know, when people would go out and buy stuff and you, oh, you're hoarding and you're this and that. And, and you know, I think, some of it to your point about being human, it's okay. If, if I can, if I know that something is running out and I can get there first and I can, I can secure that for my family, because at that point, 
the most important thing is my family. Right. So, you know, it's not something that we like to talk about, but okay, if I get there first or you get there first, somebody's going to get the thing. And so let's get the thing. But I don't need all the things. I just need as many of the things as I think I'm reasonably going to use before it expires or runs out or whatever. Um, So it was the thing with like the kids uh, medication, you know, people were buying whole shelves. It's like, I don't need 40 boxes of children's Advil. Right. I need to make sure I have one box of children's Advil or maybe two boxes because we're going into cold season and I have two kids and I want to make sure that, that we have that. Um, I think that's the thing. It was like toilet paper. Like people were going nuts with toilet paper and it's like, okay, like you're not wiping your ass that much. Well, and, and it's it's the thing about, yeah, it, it's the panic of, because there were moments that I was even like, oh my goodness, should we have more of this? Should we have, like, do we have enough? And like, I've done the math and figured out like, okay, we don't need more. But there's a certain amount of, if you don't think it's going to exist, trusting in your, your calculation and just general, I think, human nature about scarcity. And, you know, we would, we would go out, like we had, we had Clorox wipes, you know, we go to Costco and we get the Clorox wipes, but when you couldn't find Clorox wipes, I was like, oh my goodness, do we have enough? And so every time I would see Clorox wipe on a shelf, even though it was limit one and everything, I would get one because I was like, I don't know, like we're using them. I don't know when they're going to be available. Um, But then when they came back into, into stock, okay, I wasn't buying pallets of, you know, I'd see people sell pallets of hand sanitizer. You're like, why did you do that? Right. You're, you're not going to use it. You're just doing it to be to a douche. keep it, to keep it from other people. Like that's not, that's not reasonable. Well, they had uh, a guy out here in New York um, get himself in a fair amount of trouble. I don't remember what the final charge was, uh, but he was like the little 99 set bottles. He was oh, yeah. selling, like, for $10, $20, whatever it was. I, I don't remember, but he got, it was funny to me is he got hemmed up for price gouging, but we've all been like the big boys have done that to all of us plenty enough time. Oh, yeah. sure. And I, think I haven't had a good gas, a tank, good tank of gas since Katrina. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and some of that, some of that will happen and there's supply and demand and all that sort of stuff. I always think it's interesting. Like when you go on Facebook marketplace and people are just screaming, like, when PlayStations and Xboxes are are out and somebody went and stood in line and got one or, right. or whatever, and they're selling it for, you know, 10 or 20% more than, than what they paid oh, for it. How dare you? You suck. You're bullshit. You're evil. You should give it. It's like, you should give it away. Like, wait, what? No, they, they, you don't have to buy it. Like well, it's not something you have to do. It's right. not even something that you should do, but like, you don't have to to scream about it makes no sense. Yeah. They're and not keeping a kid's cancer medicine from them. Y- exactly. And I think things like when hand sanitizer you can't find anywhere and we're in a pandemic, like okay, that's a problem if you have bought all the hand sanitizer and you are now selling it for 10x what you paid for it. That doesn't make it that that's not okay. And it's it's kind of one of those things of like free speech and and yelling fire in a in a uh, in a movie theater. A theater. It's like, yeah, you can say all the things and unless you're putting other people in danger, unless you are, you know, not being a good person. Yeah. yeah. It's not like line. you're raising the price of an EpiPen seven, eight times its price that could cause somebody to lose their life. I mean, yeah. I mean, come on. That would be silly. I mean, that, that would be would crazy. Be Who would do such a thing? Yeah. 
and get away with it. Yeah. While your parents are senators and Congress people or whatever they were. I mean, who would do such a thing? Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy. I mean, I don't have a tin hat. I promise you. That's okay. I have, I have health insurance and one of those uh, copay cards. So (laughs) we have a zero out of pocket for, for EpiPens. I see the, the EOB. I'm like, how did they build the insurance company that much? But I look at some of that and I'm always like, I, like I said, I retired out 20 years in the Marine Corps. So that's where mine came from. And I look at some of those things and I'm like, that was one of my preps. Yep. I I say it all the time. That was a prep for me. Oh yeah. I'm going to spend this 20 years. I'm going to do this. And and this piece is going to come to me. And that's a prep for me. Exactly. And it's, it's fantastic and, and well-earned and well-deserved. But those, those are the things, and we're going to put a bow on it here soon, and I'm going to get you, I want you to come back. Yep. Um, I think a cool idea is if we could get you to come back, and maybe we could do, maybe we, like, because this one I wanted to talk about just to introduce all four of my listeners to you. Yeah. Um, yep. All four of them get you. Uh, and sooner or later, I'll be back on Facebook where. Yeah, exactly. Um, what's killing me is like my Facebook views were like 780 800 views when it was on there and then shut it down for a month. You sorry bastard <laughs> Zuckerberg, you lizard man. Have you watched um the new Netflix series, uh the animated series um where it's all about all the real stuff like all the conspiracy theories are real and it's all ran by one company. That's I haven't. No. Oh, it's hilarious. And they just had the reptoids. You've heard that theory before, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They had the, they were doing the reptoids and uh Zuckerberg was a reptoid. Which was so great. Since I me. have a working Facebook page, I am I am going to for all of the Yeah, the no, voice, no, this the is just voice the, stuff that's going to get analyzed in this. I am not. Oh, they pulled you saw they pulled that, right? They did the the facial recognition right? stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Over a yep. billion faces. Yeah. All I felt like when they said that, we were like, yeah, we're going to pull this up. was like, yeah, we've already started off. Don't worry about it. That was with the, the one of the crypto channels that I watched. That was their take on it, too. They were like, oh, they really? Like, they're just going to. Yeah, they just put it on a different thing. Yeah. Um, like, we don't have this anymore, guys. I it, See, one of the things I think is interesting is I work with a lot of companies that, you know, marketing data and stuff. And, and everyone's concerned about marketing data. And, and I will tell you, working with some amazing marketing companies. The amount of data that they have, the amount of people that are actually looking at that data and doing any sort of analysis on it is so small. It oh, is really? remarkably small. Now, things like facial recognition of Facebook, like, I mean, they have engineers and stuff and they've built their business on it. But a lot of people that are concerned that, okay, if I go to this website, now I'm getting this crazy ad and they're following me and all this stuff. Like, a lot of that stuff is just automated stuff based on your preference because people that see that and are interested are likely going to want that thing in the future and it increases conversion rate there isn't a guy sitting in the basement looking and being like well johnny did it like it that's just not like that's there the aren't enough people to do that that's the gps trackers in the shot exactly it's uh, like <laughs> I'm, i watched this guy in it as a, you know he was another service member he's like look I was in the it, I was in the Gulf War. We had some of the highest speed GPS Blue Force trackers, and I know exactly what he was talking about. That yeah. you, you're supposed to be able to track where each other is, where other allied nations are. Is this a guy so, on TikTok? Yes, and he went through the whole thing, and he's like, 
We couldn't find our own people. I'll be damned if they're putting something in you that they can find you. It was like. Yeah. Exactly. It's and that's, like, I, I think the thing is like, people think that there's just these amazing conspiracies to get all of your stuff and track you and find out. It's like, first off, you have a phone. Right. In your pocket. They found likely you. always. If, if anyone wanted to do that, like you're already signing up for that. So the fact that like you went to Bed Bath & Beyond and then you got a Bed Bath & Beyond coupon, Bed Bath & Beyond doesn't care that right. you went home first or anything else. They got a beacon that you went to their store and they got a beacon that you that you were on Facebook. Like that's what they got and they sent you an ad. And by the way, you then spent money at Bed Bath right. & Beyond it and worked. it worked. Ha ha, look at that yeah, shit. Exactly. Yeah. Dumb, you, you big dummy. Yeah, it worked. But you know, and these are you know, we're we're kind of touching into the uh, very fringe preppers. Mm -hmm. We joked around. I I I got a guy I used to work with. Love him to death. He was a good dude. Um, he definitely was that guy that I told you he bought. He had a guy he would contact and tell him what he needed, and that guy would go buy his preps for him. And then send them to him so that he felt the government couldn't track him. And in my mind, I was always going, but bro, doesn't that guy have a record of what he sent you? Yeah. So he knows who to send what to? Like, it doesn't make any sense. Well, like, and it was, it was also like, what? Okay, let's say the government knew that you liked red towels from Bed Bath & Beyond. What do you think they're going to do with that? Like, they're not going to sell towels anymore? They're only going to sell blue towels when they they're going to, to confiscate red towels for some reason. Cause they ran out at the pool. Like what? That's another thing I I've never fully understood. Is there it's some things that, that people, you know, think they're going to get taken away and, and there's some validity in, in some of that, but then I, it's things like it's toys R us. Like, do you really care that toys R us knows that you like McDonald's? Like, does like what is what are they going to do with that information? Well, Toys R Us probably could still be in business business <laughs> if they knew I liked McDonald's, but you know what? That know. also is a is a thing too. They probably would have if they had the marketing. <laughs> plan they had better that. marketing. That was yeah. such an that was again that was an amazing store when I was a kid. Like, like that was a store. You're like, Mom, I want to go in there. No, we ain't going in there. We're not yeah. going in there because you would see like because we had like. KB toys on the East oh, yeah. Coast. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was if that was a national. We thing. had we had KB and we had Toys R Us. So that's what we had. We had yeah. KB and we had Toys R Us, and like KB would have like some great stuff, and you'd be like, yeah. But KB KB was like the convenience store, yeah. Of toys, yeah. And there was always like just so much crap on the floor because it like somebody had knocked over something, and you couldn't get up and down the aisles of KB because they were so packed. Yeah. But you went into Toys R Us, and that was like Macy's of toys. You were like, "This is amazing!" And you would go in there, and be like full blown displays of your favorite stuff, and you're like, "I've got to have that." And it had a smell to it. It did. Like Toys R Us had it. There was a Toys R Us smell, and it when you went into cool. Toys R Us, you knew that you were at Toys R Us. It smelled wow. like pool cleaner because yeah. they sold because they sold pool pool care stuff there. Yeah, yeah, and so it was a it was a whole experience. Yep. Um, and then they just decided to go into massive amounts of leverage debt and not 
yeah. actually do anything online at well. Which is, and, which is insane. Yeah. And and then they had problems. But now they might be back or they might be part of Target. Who knows? Like, well, that's the changing thing. all the time. Companies buy, they just want the name. It's, oh, yeah. Give me the name. It was like, you know, you look at some of these restaurants, like one of my favorite restaurants. We're, we're, so we're done talking about preps for a minute, folks. We're yes. talk about other bullshit because <laughs> we're going to geek out for a moment. We got about another 10 minutes. We're going to geek out for here, maybe a little longer. Who knows? Yeah. But uh, like one of my favorite restaurants growing up as a kid, I've recently looked it up. One of my favorites growing up as a kid and then another one that we loved, I found out wasn't the name that I thought it was. So loved ferals, it was called. Growing yes. Up as a kid. You had ferals? We did. The ice cream place. Oh, bro. Yes, but you it was old school. Like, oh my, you just got into my uh, MySpace 5. Like, look and, at you. you know what? I, I'm, I'm, me and Tom were right there. Um, um, but I, it was there was only one location, and it was like on the east side of Portland. And so we were on the west side, so we never really went. Uh, like, we went maybe once or twice. Golden Ring Mall but, was our only one. Yep. Um, amazing birthday parties. Yep. Great ice cream. There's like one left in the entire country. I looked it up not long ago. If it still even made it through COVID, yeah. Um, there's one left. Waffle fries. Yep. They had an amazing taco salad. Yep. And when I was a kid, I used to get their hot fudge sundae, and you could ask for extra hot fudge, and they would get me these little metal cups. Full yep. Of like, oh, it was amazing. They had like a huge sundae too. That was like the organ yes. grinder or something, and it was just gigantic. And it was like. Everyone should eat this thing, and people would just hurt themselves trying. Yes, and so, on the yeah. way out, and it had an old school candy shop. Was at least ours was when you left. So you went through like an old school, like with uh, jawbreak, like the oh yeah, ribbon crazy, candy and all the stuff. Yeah, the the big crazy jawbreakers that like no one could ever finish. And yeah, that was that was the oh that one, and we had a place called Bob's Big Boy, and Bob's Big Boy. I found out by going to Ohio is actually another, it's real name is like, uh, uh, Freo free off F R E I O eight F F some shit like that. Um, but they're a chain, but we had one of them in Baltimore and we called it, it was called Bob's big boy. Yep. And it was the same damn restaurant. And I just found like, I found out well into my almost forties, I saw one. I'm like, oh, look, it's a Bob's Big Boy. And then I pull up and I'm like, that's not Bob's Big Boy. What the hell is the name of this? And then I found out that later that these people uh, can buy these, like buy these restaurants and you could have it, uh, but you could call it whatever you want. But it was Bob's Big Boy. And then it was this other name. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, let me I see how I find it. Bob's Big Boy, Baltimore. Baltimore. Let's see if it gives me. Baltimore, Maryland memories, Bob's big boy on Merritt Boulevard, but it's so yeah, like there it is. So it's a restaurant chain uh, founded by Bob Wayne, originally named Bob's pantry. And then now Bob's big boy restaurant group. Uh, uh, we're going to get a whole lesson on restaurants here, folks. Uh, <laughs> that we I went from the met. apocalypse to, uh, uh, to double doubles, but there's definitely some re restaurants out there that, What's the all right? We because we're gonna close it up soon because I just had a great idea. Um, yeah, when well, you're on the, the east coast, I'm on the west coast. My wife is like, Are you gonna have dinner anytime tonight? Like, that's uh, 
that's that's the text message that I'm getting right now. Is, that's so awesome. Tell her relax. have dinner before tomorrow's breakfast. Tell her relax. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so here's a, a great question. One fast food chain you hope makes it through the apocalypse. Oh, that's that's a tricky one. What's that's a tricky one. You get one. Uh, see, one, I I don't know that. I mean, one, you got to go with like a staple or something. But um, one. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I'd have to go with like Baja Fresh or Chipotle or something like that. Never had um, a Baja Fresh. I had plenty of Chipotle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, I think Baja Fresh was before Chipotle. And then Chipotle became like the thing. Um, but I actually like, we like them both. And we have both of them similarly. And, and so it's kind of like some nights it's Chipotle night because we're feeling like that. And then sometimes it's a Baja Fresh night because it's a little different. It's kind of like Burger King and McDonald's. Like both burgers, but they're Mo's? just slightly different. Do you have Moe's? Uh, I don't know if we have Moe's or not. We have Moe's, which probably is like, that's like the, that's like the off brand. Yeah. Chipotle, like more brighter colors. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think something, yeah. Baja Fresh is kind of like that. Um, so I, I like that. I mean, I would say Five Guys too, because Five Guys is amazing. Um, but they use peanut oil in their French fries, and my son's allergic to peanuts. So like, we would be limited there in in how effective that that restaurant could actually be. You ever been be to Burgerfy? You ever been to Burgerfy? No, we don't have that one over here. Burgerfy is real good. We have that over here, and they serve like they serve beer at Burgerfy. Oh, okay. Well, that's a that's a that's a step up. Um, uh, we just got Shake Shack. And in and out, and I don't, I don't get the appeal to in and out. I've had in and out. No, I, I don't know. No, I've heard it's remarkably disappointing. I've been because yes. they put it in the middle of nowhere, um, um, and it's still like a two-hour wait to get to it. Yeah, um, no. So, like, they put it in in it's it's like a suburb of the capital city of Oregon, so it's like forty-five minutes away from Portland, and. But they put it there. now. They're supposedly going to put more in, and so I would imagine we'll try it then. But I've heard it's not great. Shake Shack was disappointing. Yeah, um, Shake Shack's like the shakes are really good. Yeah, the the burgers are kind of like me. Yeah, I, I, the burgers were met, the fries were met, and I would say the shakes were met as well. Really? See, now um, I, the ones out here on the East Coast are are pretty good. Yeah, Five Guys. I would say Five Guys. We love their burgers. I love their fries, and their shakes are fantastic. Have you ever had a Smash Burger? I have. We don't have one, but I've heard that it's fantastic. Smash Burger's good. Burger 21 is another yeah. really good one. We but have a place called Burgerville be? out here that's that's really good, but it's it's regional. It's only like, like Washington and Oregon. Uh, but it's it's really good and, and they make fantastic milkshakes on. So like we would do Burgerville over Shake Shack and In and Out. So my apocalypse survivor, mm -hmm. but it would then have to spread nationally. Yep. Jack in the crack. Oh, Jack in the box. Very interesting. Because listen, interesting choice. Listen, folks, there is nothing rest, nothing fast food burger as good as an ultimate double bacon cheeseburger from Jack in the box. So I have not had that. I will have to put that on the list for this um, weekend. Yeah. And then I had, I actually had a uh, master sergeant that I worked for in the Marine Corps. He's from Iowa who, uh, swore that he was the creator of the ultimate double bacon cheeseburger that okay. he moved to California before he joined the Marine Corps. 
And while in the restaurant in the evenings, he would make those. And then somebody there saw what he was doing and liked it so much that they put it on the menu. He swore he was the creator of it. Did he uh, retire or was he reassigned? Um, <laughs> he retired. I think he went back to Iowa. He was definitely a big like, and he would tell like corn, like true, like husking corn, like sitting on the front of trucks and like doing stuff with corn. Like it's, he was into it, but yes, that would be my one. And okay. And the other side to it is they sell tacos. They do, which I mean, I've never understood. I, like I've not ever had one, but I never understood it. It's like an American cheese slice in the taco. I don't understand. My mother swears that when I, and, and I've talked to my mother about this, I'm like, yeah, oh, Jack in the Box. My mom's like, we used to have them in Baltimore. I'm like, what are you talking about? So we never had a Jack in the Box in Baltimore. She's like, I'm telling you, son, when you were little, we had Jack in the Box. She goes, we, there was only a couple of them in Baltimore, and they got pushed out by McDonald's, and they were gone. I'm like, I don't buy it, woman. I don't buy it. The internet, I should check the internet. So, yeah. We're going to put a bow on this. I can see Casey emaciating right in front of my eyes. Exactly. It's a, at, it's a sad at, state of affairs happening over here. It's, it's happening right now. <laughs> I've never seen such a thing. Just emaciating in front of me. And if you're confused, go to the YouTube channel and watch the video as I dissolve in front of your eyes. Completely dissolve. We're, we're going to, you can watch it here. I'm going to send him the video. This will be my first time sharing the video with somebody. We'll figure that whole thing out. Yeah. Um, but as, as I've said earlier, Check out Cascadia Dispatch, CascadiaDispatch.com, the Cascadia Dispatch YouTube channel. If you subscribe to his YouTube channel, you better come subscribe to my YouTube channel. That is a must. Our podcast. Uh, I think Casey and I are going to have to figure out another time to have him on. Maybe we'll do like seasonal prepping. We should do like seasonal prepping. You know, that would be good. I, we've, I've got a, a calendar thing that I put together that's think seasonal that. and everything. We can, we can do that as well. I think we should do that. We'll have to talk about it, figure out when we yeah. can do that. And we'll like schedule like a seasonal prep, like, Hey, it's spring. You've had all this stuff sitting in your, in your garage. That's probably going bad. Uh, it's time, <laughs> exactly. it, it's time to get rid of that shit and throw a party. Yeah. It's, it's summertime. You should probably take the snow boots out of your go bag. Like, right. Yeah. They don't need to be there. No, so <laughs> it, it just doesn't work for anyone. So on that note, uh, again, Go check out Casey at Cascadia Dispatch, CascadiaDispatch.com, his YouTube channel. As always, if you're listening listening to us, you're seeing us on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe to our YouTube. You found us, the Above the Bar Podcast. Smash the like button. Smash it. Smash like, it. Like all my kids' shows, they're like, make sure you smash it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, God, I hate you, Cocomelon. Um, <laughs> but make sure you go and you, you check those things out. Uh, if you want to send us a message, it's the above the bar podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Instagram, always posting who's going to be on with us on our Instagram. That's the above the bar podcast on Instagram. Our uh, Facebook, the above the bar podcast. The only one that's off, off brand is the uh, Twitter, which is at above the bar four because they wouldn't let me put my whole name on there. Uh, <laughs> and somehow there's three more of us, yeah, exactly. uh, or four probably. Uh, so make sure you, you look up the right one. It's at above the bar for everybody that comes on the show always gets there as is tradition here at the bar before we pull down the lights and close up shop. Casey, you get the last word, brother. 
I just want to thank you for having me. This is this has been a blast. This has been super fun. I'm very much looking forward to our our next iteration of this. I don't know where we're going. Maybe we'll do like I don't know your favorite like regular casual dining or something. We'll we'll have like a whole food theme and a prep theme, and we'll just roll it all together. Prepping for um, restaurants. Yes, exactly. So thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, if you haven't hit the subscribe button for the Above the Bar podcast down below or on your favorite uh, podcast app or social media or whatever, smash the like button for all the algorithms for everybody that's listening and everywhere that you can or can't be seen. Hit all of that. Um, and uh, we'll look forward to the next time. All righty, folks, be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.